With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, you miserable bastards, and welcome to this week's Misery Hunter podcast. I am not Jamie Coburn. I don't sell 12% cans of Sumatran lager to people with beards and big sideburns and waxed moustaches. I do other stuff. I am joined this week by Andrew Christie. All right. By Craig Devine. Hello. And by Sam Smith. Hola. The bad boy. Of the west of Scotland, first division. The fog. <laughs> uh, just any man, any Scottish football legends or heroes that have sons that weren't flawed, hit me up. Coming soon to Sheriff Court near you. <laughs> I've got, I've got a lawyer anyway. So, yeah, he's very good. <laughs> Says there's a defence for every offence, so you should do it. <laughs> Should we talk about... Right, I'm going to be controversial here. We're going to talk for exactly two minutes about Charles Dunn and Mika Berith before we talk about anything else. And then we're going to talk about the game because I want it done. There's been too much talking about it already. Are we all in agreement that it was a fairly fairly robust challenge? Can see why it's a foul, not a red card. We all at least agree um, that. Yeah, yep. I think it was a foul... It was definitely a foul. It was probably a yellow. It was definitely not worthy of a fraction of the debate it's had. It was like, yeah. it's a tackle that kind of airs on the side of robust, but I don't agree that it comes anywhere near meeting the requirements of excessive force. So It's just because he's injured. That's the only reason there's there's an uproar about it is because he's, he's out for th- his mother wells shite he's the, really their only attacking hope and I think Kettlewell over the last week in the lead up to the game was pinning a lot of their hopes on him already so you can understand where the frustrations came from but it's a, it's a 
tackle that happens a dozen times a week across the country with no note. Um, and I like one example of that being, and kind of not to not to kind of draw false equivalencies here, but Shane Blaney on Joe Nyunga back in January, which was equally as innocuous a challenge. Catches Ayunga with his standing with on his standing leg, uh, does his ACL. Ayunga's still not back, and um, you can see why Kettlewell said what he said in his podcast. It's deflect deflecting away from the fact he picked a shite team, they played shite, and he should feel shite about that. So that's, you, you, that's what uh, that's what your manager does. That's what you want him to do. I think it's quite reckless how he's kind of gone in undone. And kind he's, of, like, he's, he's still still stand up. still standing by it after most of the video evidence shows that he's talking out his ass. But yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't be HD content disproves what he said. Yeah, we wouldn't be talking about it if Kettlewell hadn't made such a big deal of it in the press immediately afterwards. Like I was at the yeah. game, I thought exactly what you said at the start of this. It was a kind of fairly robust challenge that uh, there's a bit of a debate to be had over Phil Yellow maybe, but. Honestly, thought driving home, I'd totally missed something, and it was an absolute shocker just based on the way Kettlewell was going. And then you see it back, and aye, it's it's exactly that. It's just a robust challenge with nothing more to it. And to be honest, it's been helped by the fact that there's been such little highlights because of the kind of eye play deals and stuff. There's not been any footage of it because two seconds later, after that challenge, Paul McGinn makes a tackle that's 10 times worse on Ryan Strain. Yep. That's what we should be talking about. McGinn catches strain basically thigh high with his studs and I've seen quite a lot of like oh he's not that type of player but he is. <laughs> in my mind he's gone in to do strain he's kind of caught, caught up with the, the done tackle he's gone into heart strain he's gone to injure him and yeah it's a real a real coward's challenge for McGinn for me so that's yeah. what we should be talking about but we're not Kettlewell has been able to drive a narrative away from that and away from his team into a, a debate over nothing, yeah. You're assuming that the Motherwell camera guy doesn't take his GoPro straight off the <laughs> action as soon as that first tackle happens. So they have the footage of Paul McGinn absolutely melting someone who's exceeded his level at St. Mon in every yeah, way. Shape it was a, an awful tackle. Like he's lucky it yeah. wasn't filmed, and it's lucky there was no VAR. Yeah, it was a, yeah. a rat's tackle. Um, it's not uh, it's not good, but I, I think we, I think that's the problem. We could talk about this for a lot longer, and we could rant about what's been said and all the rest of it for a lot longer. But Kettlewell like still just getting on about it because of his own team being heavily reliant on a loanee from Arsenal and a sixteen year old centre midfielder. So anything to <laughs> deflect away for that. Shitty a weird hairline. He's got a hairline. It's too good, if anything. It's like actively trying to eat his face. He needs to kind of wrestle it back. He's like a he's character the... from a from a deleted scene in the Lego movie. That's how distinct it is. I think he's feeling the pressure because the hair's out of work and so the lookalike stuff's really dried up as well. <laughs> he is a kind of master of having something pure innocuous to talk about so that he stays Aye. in the the kind of headlines, maybe we're all just playing his game here. I've got um, a lot of time for him. I've always thought quite highly of him, but that interview after the game just is nah. like I say, it's what you do when you're the manager of a shite team. It's it's deflection, yeah. it's controlling the narrative around the game for the next few days, but he's just, just just shut up. 
I mean, we've, 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 uh, yeah, we're the masters of dragging out something innocuous. We've had this podcast going for three and a half years, talking shit about St. Martin, so we're ones yeah, to talk. Keep it up, Stuart. Thanks for, for giving us our first five minutes. Um, I will hold my hands up and say that I'm the one here that wasn't at the game and with uh, with those lovely lads at Viaplay standing in the way of any broadcast uh, of the, the game. I have I have seen a, some total <laughs> of uh, like two replays and that's it. So I am going to seamlessly hand this over here to someone that was at the game who wants to talk about it and then you won't hear my voice again for, for a little while. Which one of you wants to, to step up? Me and Andrew have got kind of slightly opposing views on it because you were saying before this you didn't think we were that good. I thought we were quite good on Saturday, to be I honest. We were I thought as it was good a... as we had to be. We were, yeah, exactly. We were as good as we had to be. Motherwell didn't really make us... They didn't massively trouble us at all the game. I mean, apart from... But uh, Bear had a, a go and then when Beeriff came on, he kind of flashed a, a cross into... Was it Wilkinson that I got missed? And that was the... The only time I can remember Mother were really threatening us at all. But yeah, it was the, the typical kind of first few weeks of this season for us. The first half was a lot better than the second half, but not to say the second half was bad. It was just the kind of performance levels dipped a wee bit because we, we weren't really made to work all that hard for it. But there was a few kind of standout performances. I thought Tanzer had probably his best game in, well, I was going to say this season, we're only three games in, but his best game in a long time anyway. He just okay. looks like a kind of different player this season compared to the frustrating Tanzer of last year. Um, Golgic at the back was phenomenal. I think it was the... I've seen a few people can echo this. I've never been massively, massively convinced by him at the back. He's fine if we need him to be there. It was the game that maybe made me think otherwise. It was an absolute colossus at times, along with Taylor as well. The two of them made a really good kind of pairing at the weekend. But a few good kind of performances all over the park. I think as well, going into Saturday with Mark O'Hara being missing, the worry was that uh, our midfield two of Bacchus and Boyd Mons might kind of find ourselves a bit outboxed by the, the Murrowell three, but Motherwell helped us out in the midfield by just not playing one, basically. <laughs> they set up in a really kind of flat, quite unimaginative 3-5-2. Mm-hmm. They looked really shaky at the back. They had no no midfield to speak of and just no firepower up top. And it wasn't really until they brought on Lennon Miller in the second half that they had any type of kind of foothold in the game. And I think uh, so I've seen a couple of their games so far in the cup as well, and that's a couple of times that he's kind of bailed them out a wee bit. And I think relying on a sixteen-year-old like that, it gets to the point where you've kind of got a duty of care to, you know, not do that. Because it's, it's exactly. I think it might get to the point where it was kind of when we had Erahon out at left wing back. That it does get to a point when you're putting them out. At 16, 17 year old, you do need to take care of him and take him out of the team because he can't play every week. If you're unless you're 16 year old like Jude Bellingham, who is a fully developed man at 16 year old, <laughs> you can get away with it. But I, I, they will need to protect him. He's a good player. I think yeah. in the clips I've seen, he does look as if he made a difference. Looks fantastic. Another another player I thought had a really good day was um, was Boyd Munz. Uh, yeah. He really uh, kind of controlled the game in midfield for us. Uh, had the Motherwell side kind of on strings and kind of think, you kind of think like just over a week to go in the transfer window, there's still a bit of a chance we might lose Bacchus. But 
the emergence of, of Boyd Munson in that midfield makes me feel a lot better about that. It was a really good performance for him again on Saturday. He took his goal fantastically, which we'll come to talk about in a wee minute as well. Uh, I think he's given himself a real shout for kind of nailing down that starting place. Uh, and it's quite hard not to be thrilled about that because he, he's a he's a good player. He seems like a genuinely good guy as well. So, yeah, it was a, that was kind of my highlight of Saturday, was kind of seeing his performance and seeing him kind of growing into that role. I think I try not to lean too heavy on, on comparisons and expecting someone to be the new whoever or, or whatever like it, but it's hard not to draw the parallels to Erohan when um, Boyd Munch is talking about you know not being the best shooter on the, the planet, but you know having all the technique and athleticism and ability to get into positions and being told you know you're going to have to to try and shoot a bit more. It's kind of shades of Erohan wrapping that one into the top corner at Pataudry. I thought um, kind of similar, just being there at the time that he's needed and this is the one that, that comes off. I think he even seemed a bit shocked that he'd been able to, uh, to put it exactly where he put it. It was a fantastic strike though, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's an absolute so good. And it, it, again, it shows the value of having uh, Lewis Smith kicking about the club to get yeah. such a great angle of that. Uh, actually, it wasn't right? Lewis Smith. There was mm-hmm. another one, was it was it Gogsy nah, that was a, sat behind the goal and uh, it was a, a vol- it was another volunteer that James had got in, uh, I think, for the weekend. I had only literally only seen that earlier. Uh, yeah, right. uh, I think it was a I think it was a might have been a student or a volunteer. One of the two uh, was there for whatever reason he managed to catch it and the, the video's a cracker. Yeah, like yeah. it's a I but there's also I'm sure it's uh, I'm sure it's Gogsy, the YouTuber. My he, good sat, mate. he sat behind the goal and his view of it is incredible. <laughs> uh, Gogs is actually brand new. I, I met him a few times at yeah. the at the open goal things and he's actually a really nice guy. Definitely knows his stuff, his eyes. Do you still nice. think that after he was in celebrating with the Hearts fans? Aye, I mean, was I know he... Aye, uh, uh, kind of, but uh, listen, he's he's harmless. He's just a, a heart... I was going to say something horrible there, but I can't... <laughs> You can see it on the, the Patreon after we've finished Aye. recording this one that goes out free of charge. Aye. Nah, lovely guy, his wee Gordon. It just um, unconnected, but just made me think of it. Do you remember when we, you know the night that we scored the Barcelona-esque goal? At Infermont. At, uh, at Do you remember the second goal that night? Uh, yeah, the, the free kick. Miguel was chipped into Jack Baird. Uh, he runs up to hit the free kick and just dinks it over the wall and Baird's Aye. behind the wall and sticks in. Did you, did you ever see the fan vlog and the Dunfermline fans of that video? It is Aye. unbelievable. Aye. I <laughs> can't remember what the guy he's, says. Oh. <laughs> 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 they all think he's scoffed it and they're like, ha, 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 ha. And then I'm still laughing when the goal goes in. It is. Oh, you, need, oh. you need to stick that in your Discord. Yeah, I'm trying to. Sorry, Matt, I'm... And more thing. important matters, my IPTV's just fucking vlogged me out. So, do you want to pay your license fee, Sam? The Hearts games on BBC. Uh, I yes. do not pay my license fee, so I'm not. A, I'm not a conservative. So, yeah, <laughs> tell, but I'm still watching it. <laughs> now, nah, the, the only other thing I would probably be kind of just glossed over it was Hemming save. That's a that's a top yeah, top top things, save. That's yeah. yeah. a and I, from what uh, when I get back into the dressing room after my game I kind of put the game on I was listening to it while I was getting ready to go up the road and I listened to it when I was coming home and by the sounds of it I'd, obviously you guys will be able to comment it better than 
but I did. I think Heyman was a lot more commanding his area as well. Yeah. He was coming for crosses and stuff, which I think we were kind of told that was a big part of his game before he joined. So yeah, you're kind of seeing that coming to the fore a bit and I think he did well without having much to do. Aye. Well, he did well to kind of stay focused and stay in the game because he was a spectator for, for most of it. But aye, that, that um, save from Bear. I don't think anyone was expecting Theo Bear to, um, to have that in his locker, but it was screaming towards the top corner and Heming just does so, so well to tip it over. It's a really, really good save. I did, uh, I listen. I, I did listen to a fair bit of the game um, on Sportsend with it being... I think it was full commentary. I don't even think it was open all. No, yeah, I think we we were looking at the game. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it was Lee Miller they had. Um, and with uh, with Tomo doing the the commentary and most of what they I kind of listened to up to half time and then maybe just a wee bit after. And most of what they were saying was to do with how poor Motherwell were. That um, I'd made a note of remembering how to pronounce his name earlier in the. The week I've now completely forgotten. Is he Macedonian? Yep. Uh, is it Karadovsky? I've, I've maybe absolutely butchered it. Um, they were like stinking. literally laughing was, yeah. about um, yeah, it. I think they were saying like they kind of felt bad. They just seemed as if he was miles off. It's one of these ones where he was kind of he was taking off his own good sort of thing. Yeah, we've seen enough of those performances over the, the years to kind of feel a bit of empathy when <laughs> when it's happening. I mean, it's overall, it's quite funny. Right, obviously, I'm not saying it's not fun, but I, th- I think just yeah, a genuinely quite... just just a funny game. I mean, one thing that you wouldn't have seen from the total lack of highlights. Like, why was there no highlights at all? It's a, the, one part I don't get. I understand the the Bizarre. TV black rules, but I don't I don't get why Fireplay couldn't even put up their own highlight package of the game at all. It's so I'll take a stab at trying to answer that without and the caveat is that I don't really know I think the cameras that we use most weeks the deal to get those cameras into the grounds must be with the same company that do the VAR because it's mm-hmm. the same it's the same feed is it QTV or, or something yeah. similar so no. if we don't have VAR in which we didn't and Viaplay don't have a production team there which they don't then I think we would have had to have paid extra over and above and and Viaplay would have to have okayed it because they've got the, the rights. I don't know if it's because of the time that it was and because they've got streams of other countries matches on or, or whatever else But and they won't then allow an international stream but the cameras that we normally use either weren't there or didn't have someone to operate them from because they're not going to pay someone if there's not VAR on. So I, just stream, I think when the clip that I can't even remember who it was that put it up of Dunn's tackle from the actual uh-huh. uh, West Stand view. But the camera just looks well off. It just looks as if it's completely... It just doesn't look as if it's the camera that we use. Yeah, I think they improvised to try and get something so that there was a record of it. Um, obviously, the club's got its analysis, um, so they've got a few cameras. Aye, so that was the stuff that Jamie Langfield was posting, uh-huh. wasn't it? Because the bench get that sent to their phones and iPads like during the game. It's within minutes that that stuff's clipped and and sent, and they've got that, which is why they had that to send. But um, I did uh, I did try and ask Gordon who was doing the 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 audio and an extremely extremely kind of very non-technical thing to say. But I did look over at one point to the kind of camera gantry. It did look like a much kind of smaller camera than 
the, the normal kind of setup. So just the one, yeah. To be honest, you've probably cracked it, yeah. But I um I the point anyway, the, the one thing you would have seen from the, the lack of highlights is uh Ryan Strain's absolute shithousery and just refusing <laughs> to to get subbed off. His number got called and it must have been a, a bit close to about a minute before he actually left the field of play. It was, it was in totally... the wall. It was the it was a free kick it was a resulting free I... kick from the Dunn challenge. He was in the wall. And they he just pretended they, yeah. Uh, he just pretended he'd never seen his number go up, and then he was riling up the the Motherwell fans on the way past to the point where Did one you... guy actually chased him. Aye, the, the, the big the fat bald guy. But <laughs> I thought like this is going to be brilliant. That he's actually going to try and murder Ryan Strain in front of us. Aye, aye. Did he go over the barrier? He tried I mean, his best, but I got got about halfway, and then remembered he was a fifty year old <laughs> man. man aye. aye. Uh, the photos fantastic. of uh, Strain with his shit-eating grin yeah. are, uh, are fantastic. It's exactly what you want. Aye, so what is it? Fun. We've now we've got nine days to the window shuts, so... Just need to hope. Hopefully that, that, goes, that, that attitude goes against them, because you, you still want to see that. Nobody should want to buy that. That's, yeah. I'm, firmly, that I'm firmly rebelling against the... You know, by reaching the quarterfinal, we actually get an extra £27,500. I just put your, put your calculator away and just enjoy, yeah. enjoy it. I'm rebelling Touch against grass. that attitude. Unless we're talking like 750 grand, a million pounds, I just want another season of Ryan Strain at right yeah. back. I, I just, just enjoy Just want to enjoy that. Just, yeah. just accept that he'll be gone at the end of the year. Yeah, I'll say it again. You, you give us a million pounds with nine days left in this window. I don't think we're finding a better right back than Ryan Strain. I don't think I don't, that's, um, that's not that ridiculous I think you say that's yeah I just don't think on. he's he's replaceable so I think we just take the hit and we wouldn't the get window. a million pound either it'd be 350 grand or something is it the the 1st of September the window shuts up here or is it the 31st I can never remember no we're the we're later uh, maybe we're a day later than what England are I think England's the 31st so we're the 1st so we're all, stay, we're all staying up refreshing refreshing Twitter or threads or X or whatever until midnight to make sure nothing's happened there's obviously still like foreign markets that are open, you know, the Saudi. I know it's like not saying he's going to go and get a, a Saudi pro league move, but like the second and third tiers are chucking about money at, you know, kind of players of similar profiles to Ryan Strain. So I think you've always got to be kind of wary of that, but you think the club would be a wee oh, bit yeah. more switched on and take set something outside when we can actually bring anyone in. I think um, Aleta had have actually been off Jota because. Strain, they know strain's going to be available, so <laughs> I'm looking to bring in someone higher profile. But that's a weird situation. That I don't want to talk about Celtic, but that's a very weird situation. Yeah, my boss said to me, the, the my old boss I was talking to made a good point. Well, they've got the money for him up front because if they've not got the money for him up front and they are cutting their losses and getting rid of him, good luck chasing through the I think for the way. I remember I watched one of the, I think it was a documentary on Sky about transfers, and I think like regardless of what they do with that player, they've legally like their paperwork that they've submitted to FIFA will say that they have like that's what they've agreed to pay over if they pay it in the one or if they pay it over like two or three years, whatever like that. That is what they've agreed to pay. They can't ever look back out of it. So, nah, it's just a bit crazy that after I mean, what is he six appearances? He's been chucked already. It's a bit of a weird one. But... Benzema potentially as well, because he's not... Yeah, he does, doesn't fit with Nuno's tactics. It's like, when, you're not buying these people for tactics. You're playing the... It's the Harlem mm. Globetrotters you've got over there. 
when you see the the stuff about Salah today, and obviously Ala to had having to free up a spot to get someone like him in. I know it's not really nice on Jota, but uh, fuck him because Mo Salah's a like one of the best one of the best players that's in the last decade. Don't, I don't think he's massively massively going to care, is he? He's been out there for a month and he's going to get some form of massive payoff for barely kicking a ball. But he's still a fantastic player, so he'll get a good move somewhere. Aye. It's not as if he's on the scrap heap now. I'll tell you who's absolutely kicking themselves that this is all happening now and not two summers ago. Lee Irwin. <laughs> we would absolutely have punted Lee Irwin to <laughs> Aletifak or something. <laughs> that would have been nailed on. Guaranteed. Eamon Brophy. How's Eamon Brophy ended up in Dingwall and not at Al-Shabaab? <laughs> I'm confident I'm naming actual teams here and, and not being an absolute Facebook group commenter of a human and just making up syllables. That's probably enough. Um, from talking about the, the transfer window to to the kind of unexpected focus of Stephen Robinson's midweek uh, daydreams, <laughs> <laughs> Some very, very positive Jonah Younger chatter and lust in the in the manager's voice during the week. I think we can all agree that Jonah Younger is a beautiful human. Haven't yeah, seen him really close I wonder if that's uh, wonder if that's because he's been thinking of Jamie's commentary uh, <laughs> when when he scored against Rangers. He is a beautiful man. I think we it's have all a... independently told James Hunter that we think Jonah Younger smells amazing and. I, I mean, I, I, walked pa- I walked past him in the reception at St. Man after doing comms one week, and yeah, he's a breathtaking. He's just a, uh, he's just, he is a man. Like, fair, that, yeah, fair play. That's what a man's supposed to look like. Yeah. I would honestly give him my ligament as tribute <laughs> if, he, if he asked for it. I'm not using Which ligament? Which ligament? <laughs> which, I mean, you can have all of them at the same time if he wants. <laughs> Uh, what is it? Robinson said we're still we're still six to eight weeks away. If you've seen him, like six to nine, mid October. Yeah, <laughs> Aye, it's. I know. Obviously, people will, people will look at it, and obviously, it is nice to think we'll have him back. Hopefully, in you know seven or eight weeks, but it's how long it's going to take him to get back up to speed. I think we've done it to death, and we've been speaking about having a younger back that we probably won't see. We probably won't see the Jonah younger that we've seen. When he was at his pomp last year, I mean, yeah, really, what, until maybe January. What, like, what we need to do is buy shares in the phrase "he's like a new signing" because come <laughs> January we will be absolutely rolling in it. Uh, I, we can I think Robinson already. Said, I think Robinson actually I said do. that. Aye, <laughs> uh, but uh, but it's, I, I mean, it's, it, get, it will be. It's undeniable. You can get those shares at a pretty decent price. I think they're next to the ones that um, he's not that kind of player. <laughs> Aye, talking about the McGinn's of the world. Fuck Paul McGinn. Paul McGinn, who absolutely is that type of player. But... Paul McGinn, yeah. who is previous for doing that. Can I also put uh, a line in on players' nicknames by Stephen Robinson, which are just some of the name with the letter A at the end? He's also a fan of, uh, fan of chucking them in for players that don't look right. Alex Gogic's name is short enough that it doesn't require a nickname. Yeah. He doesn't have to be called Gaga. Becker. What? Strain gets called Strainer, doesn't he? Strainer. Aye. <laughs> Absolutely. 
this time this year, next year, Rodney will be millionaires. <laughs> How are we all feeling ahead of the weekend? Our, our delightful Sunday fixture against fresh off a stunning European victory, Aberdeen FC. I think that's potentially, teach, I think I... that's potentially going in our, our favour that they're very, they drew to each other very much in that tie because they'll maybe have one eye on next week uh, with the lineup. But I don't know. Aberdeen's always a very, very tough one. We've got a pretty good record against them in Paisley recently, but I think, I don't know, I'm not making a prediction, but I'd be pretty happy with a point. I think our main hope has got to be that they're still greeting about that goal being disallowed. I think if if, if that's happening, then we, we stand in fairly good day. So I think what we're constantly trying to do against Aberdeen is just get them emotional. Get one of their one of their shape players emotional. Get one get their shape manager emotional. Get their chairman emotional. Just get someone greeting. And then I, I, I don't know how they feel about it. They're obviously a, I think going away to the Swedish champions that obviously shows they do have a bit about them. But in their league game so far, they've I, I don't I seemingly get a bit of praise for how they played against Celtic, but I think it was more Celtic looked rancid for the majority of the game, but never really looked in any doubt of drawn or dropping any points I, I, I don't know that I think they're very much going to, they will hit the rhythm at some point and I just hope hopefully it's not Sunday but I mean regardless of that we'll we'll turn up we'll do what we're do what we're good at and it's just a case of Aberdeen coming and finding a way to play against that I, I would think I know for as good as Boyd Munts has played I think if O'Hara's trained at any point this week and is fit enough to play I would, I would have O'Hara straight back in I just think I think Aberdeen play the kind of is it they've obviously got Clarkson and Shinny in midfield. Uh, so, I mean they've got they've not got any other option just now. But the both of them, I think, if they were up against Boyd Munson Bacchus would maybe be a wee bit. I think you need to kind of match the energy that the two of them have. And then I don't. I think that for all that Boyd Munson is good at, I don't think he's got the engine that all their other midfielders have. I definitely put O'Hara straight back in to try and combat that. Where did McGrath play tonight when he came on? He played as a 10. He played just in behind the... So is that what uh, they've been playing Pogara? Aye. Uh, they played, so they came on and played in behind Sockler and Mayovsky. Right. Which is probably where he is. We, we never played him there, but that is, if you're going to play him, play him in a 3-5-2 and play him as the 10 and let him let him do that. I know Goodwin had the kind of sort of fixation. I think Goodwin always was on record as saying that he sees him as more of a a box to box number eight sort of type. When I think it was clear to everyone, he was a he was a number ten, and I think he'll probably get that freedom at Aberdeen to play there. I think he's really just going to be a a rotation option for for Clarkson. Really, I don't think he's going to go up there and start many games. But I think Aber- Aberdeen are building a, a pretty good team, and they've got players who can punish us. It just depends what how how important Robson sees Sunday ahead of. A potential money spinner, you know, if they get into Europa League, that's worth a ridiculous amount of money. Like that's a another guaranteed. What is it for the Conference League? Is it about four million? You're guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Like I think is it four or five. Yeah, the yeah. The Europa League's like the Europa League's minimum, like ten million quid. It's worth that's before you've even potentially. What I know, you obviously get your money for winning games and drawing games. Like that. That is that's as important that it could be one of the most important games in Aberdeen's 
has maybe in the last 30 or 40 years to get in and, and play at that level again for the money it's going to bring in. So it depends how much it depends how much Robson values that ahead of ahead of Sunday. Who's going to get sent off on Sunday? Because obviously we, we, you do have a customary red card in this fixture. Charles Dunn. Charles Dunn. It's my show. I think what's the, who's, what's their, who's their big centre-back? Is it um, Slobodan? They've got him, but yeah. they've obviously been playing uh, Devlin. has said to play right centre-half and Jack McKenzie said to play left centre-half because of the... I think they're obviously waiting guys getting up to speed. Angus McDonald got on towards the end tonight, so you're guessing if he's fit enough to come on He's probably fit enough to start games now, which strengthens them up a wee bit at the back. Yeah. But I think the areas that we're de- we definitely can get at them in is the wing-back wing areas. You know, having Ryan Duncan and Shaden Morris, who are two, they're about five foot seven, five foot eight. Not, not, a, not like a slight on their height or anything. Like, about, you know, I think Tanzer's fairly tall, but Strain's a kind of short wee guy. But more the kind of the strength point, the both of them are really thin. They don't, they're very, very lightweight. And I think if we're going to get joy up against Aberdeen, it'll, it'll come from out wide, especially with now with the way that we're going to set up with Kelty and McMenamin assisting the two wing backs as well. I think you were right when you were talking earlier on. Um, was it yourself, Sam, about the Aberdeen getting plaudits for the Celtic game? I think that shows that they've got something they didn't have last season, which is the, the kind of stuff we did well. I think that they now seem much better coached, much more capable of not just trying to like block stuff out and sit deep and, and, and stop things, but in having a plan once they do get the ball that tries to delay the ball just getting fired back at them for as long as possible, that tries to give them something to, to break with. That's all the stuff we did well last year. I don't know that I've seen it yet from them that they're much better coming forward with the ball, but that they're that more much more clinical. And I don't know how well they're going to cope with us again, assuming we're well organised. I think that would be the if I was going to cling to to one bit of this, it would be, you know, they're maybe better at churning out the points that they than they were last year when they let quite a bit slip. But how are they going to be against a team like us who are very capable and willing to sit back and then to try and no. punish teams that they're not going to be able to, you know, kind of meander against us at home. They're, you know, they're going to have a big guy, a big crowd on their back expecting them to, to put us to the sword. And I think that maybe works in our favour, again, like it did at times last year. They're a good side, though. I'm, I, 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 I'm, going, to, I'm going to demand a prediction from each of you because it's within my power to do so. But one I, I'm not expect. Yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting expecting a victory. I, I wouldn't be surprised by one, but I, I'm kind of going thinking 1-1, one, 2-2, one, two, two, something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, score probably. draw, and I'll be pretty happy with that, to be honest. I think Aberdeen are are going to be a bit of a force this season, to be honest. And I think they're still in the process of kind of building that team and kind of figuring each other out. So the hope is we might catch them at a good time, but between that and the in between the two legs of the European tie. So you never know. I, like like you say, if the one thing you can hang our hat on is that we'll be organised and maybe that will be enough and we can maybe scrape a 1-0, scrape a 2-1, but... I'm not, I don't want to talk it down because I we're more than capable of doing it, but I think a draw, I don't think a draw would be a bad result on Sunday at all. No, not at all. And I'm sure we're not getting sent in to, to aim for the draw, but 
Yeah, of I'm course. Sure. Also, course. Stephen Robinson's not going to be disappointed coming back down the road with a draw. Also, seven Stay. points for my first nine games would not, it's not a not a bad start by any return at all. No, not at all. Sorry, Craig, I'm touching there. Oh, you're all right. I'm I'm taking a, a one nil slobber knocker in our favour. I think we're hitting them at the right time. Pretty much like you say, they're a team that still look as if they maybe try to gel a wee bit. So I I reckon we'll sneak it. I think they'll take their foot off and have one eye on next week. Who's I'd be a lot less there? confident if we were playing them kind of up at Pataudry, but I think just the the home advantage as well maybe maybe swings it in our favour a wee bit. I feel like a couple of seasons ago, it's the kind of game where a Richard Tate header <laughs> would, would be enough to separate the sides. So maybe maybe this is Scott Tanser's hour. Maybe you know he's he's been on the rise. Maybe this is him. He's not he's not scored many goals, has he? He scored oh. one. Ross County was it the one only one I could think of. I don't know. Two then. He scored against uh, he scored against Aberdeen in the game we get beat. Uh, 4-1 just before Christmas under Goodwin in 2021 then he scored a volley Matt Miller crossed it in he like, volleyed it in just off the edge of the penalty spot it was a cracker maybe my I'm memory with this stuff maybe I'm talking ridiculous man maybe I'm talking shy. I thought like there was a, a game where we went kind of 2-3 now up pretty early on against County uh, did Tanzer no, not get one of them thinking of Tanzer hit the cross in in at the back post and Marcus Fraser headed it he hit it right in at the back and, and uh, Fraser headed it in I, I don't know no, uh, I know the one you're talking about uh, Anik hit the goal kick and it bounced it, over I, Baldwin or something aye. and then Tanzer chipped it over the keeper's head I honestly think I could name every submarine describe every submarine goal <laughs> for the last three or four seasons I think that's so freaky memory of these kind of daft things was always my thing and there is nothing that's reminded me more of my own mortality or slow march towards death than the fact that I don't feel like anything's changed. And then you start describing goals that I have no memory of whatsoever. I was and more concerned that Andrew had made up a goal there that I couldn't remember. <laughs> this is why it's not fun to play quizzes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone that stepped up to the quiz off here has been absolutely pumped by yours truly. What we need is more of the Billy Hogg portmanteau nonsense. I can do that kind of shit, but as soon as it gets back into facts and figures from the last decade. <laughs> need to get him to put another one of them together. That was phenomenal. That Was that a, um, a Patreon only as well? Yeah, he's done Aye. a few. I think you, you're, the, you, you're still the belt holder, Sam. Aye, but actually we're due to do another one of them soon. Yeah. Is it Jamie that's stepping up we- to challenge you next time, I think? Will you, um, Sam, will you need to relinquish your belt when you go to jail for us all? Uh, depends on what Billy Dodd's son, if he wants to press charges on the <laughs> fucking fat wee wank. Interesting <laughs> to see if that makes the edit. Oh, that, that better make the edit, because Billy Dodd's is a fat wee wank, and so is his son. So. <laughs> Bringing the game into disrepute, an additional six-match ban. Aye, that'll be me. Humped, missing wish on Saturday, but another five games. M- missing my chance to play at the Excelsior Stadium in two weeks' time because I called him a fat wee wank. It's not ideal. No, but I'm actually playing at the Excelsior Stadium in a couple of weeks. Looking quite forward to that. Looking quite cool. Yeah, in case anyone hasn't been following the story of the summer, Sam Smith has now entered the pyramid. Yeah. 
that's fucking been a rude awakening at times because uh, it actually happens that some of the teams at that level are very good. <laughs> are you going to be in one of the wee, like bonus databases that folk do for Football Manager? Eh, I, I, sh- I think it was Jamie that asked that. I should be. Because uh, when's Football Manager due out? Is that next month? Usually. See, that's it. September or October, uh, whenever the guys do it, I'm guessing it will because they do it all the way down to like the fourth division. So, I don't know if it still listens after Ross was wrote to him on the Discord, but we did ask the, the someone fan that does the football manager research if he could get Misery Hunters added as the media source, like the local media source, whenever it's a someone press conference or interview. But we just, uh, we just Aye, kind of they told, under the table. told us where to go, yeah, which is fair. Right. Enough, because Ross is very good. But anyway, that's uh, that's probably enough said on that matter. Anything else that we've not covered that anyone wants to bring up? Nah, I think no other thing I can really think of is like, ah, I'm shit myself a wee bit for the last week of this window for potentially losing players. I don't I don't think there's any danger that O'Hara will go now. I think no, if there was any concrete interest I think if there was any concrete interest in him, that would have had to have happened earlier in the summer. I think by all accounts, Stoke allegedly did submit a bid. Nothing came out in the end up. But I think Strain and Bacchus are too... I think Bacchus more than Strain, purely because I think English teams might look and think, oh, they accepted. It was like just close, just shy of 300 grand. They yeah, might chance that. Yeah. But... It, it all dep- it, it just depends. I, I've said it before. I think what might put teams off strain is that he's not naturally fit. Now, strain strain is brilliant. Like we all, but he he is puffing out his arse in the seventieth minute of the game. Like, is he going to play forty six League One games or Championship games? Nah, nah. So there's there's things like that to take into consideration. But if it was based on ability, he'd be playing for Rangers or Celtic, my eyes. Yeah, I think there's obviously a bit of Celtic talk about him. So. Quite, a, quite a bit of talk, obviously, like strain back as Nohara has been the main kind of stories of the summer. Is there anyone else that's at risk of getting out the door, maybe kind of unexpectedly? Olisanya to Real Madrid because they can't get Mbappe. Our, our season would tank harder than Motherwell's after losing Mika Berov. don't know if I'm ready <laughs> to watch uh, Chiringuito TV do a TikTok video about uh, Toyosi time that would absolutely kill me TikTok TikTok Toyosi time TikTok yeah, he deserved a goal on uh, Saturday by the way he, he did really uh, really uh, well. was kind of dying minutes of the game and he hit the post uh, who, was, who, who was it that put the rebound over as well Kilty that's it just uh, came, at, it came at him so fast no I don't know I think it, it just it was too fast like you can kind of He's got a lot of slagging from around me for obviously putting the ball over from so close, but it's fired back at him like nah, it's his fault. Like... I'm just gonna blame him just to be awful. <laughs> so. Give a, a quick shout out to the to the women's team opening their season with a 14 0 class. I absolutely West? smashed it. Dundee Ryan. West, yeah. Hat trick three for... three different hat tricks. Yeah, including one for I believe the player we're sponsoring this year. Aye. No, we Kira are. McEntire. I think that is official. Yeah. Uh, that's Kira McIntyre, although we've not um, we've not heard anything since uh, since putting our names forward for that one. Um, but yeah, no, good to see them. It feels like last season that was something that other teams were doing at the start of the season. Um, a couple of the bigger teams in the division, so seems like a bit of a statement 
from uh, from Kate Cooper's ladies to start the to start the campaign off. And I think if there's goals in the team this year, then they might be able to to crawl up the table a wee bit more and maybe start troubling the the promotion picture, which I think would be very exciting. It feels like there's so much momentum behind everything now that if they can put a really good season together, I can feel like a lot of people would get behind them. Yeah, maybe some more games at the stadium, a real bit of real bit of buzz. You know, both the uh, both sides of the coin for the club doing well in the same season would be a bit special. So keep it up. 15 now next week, or don't speak. We riot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'll see a new stand. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll round things off there with a fairly expected, cliched, fuck Stuart Kettlewell. Fuck Billy Dodds. Fuck 33% of the McGinn brothers. <laughs> <laughs> the legs <laughs> Don't mean she's won that again Fuck Gogsy oh, Sorry <laughs> Sorry <laughs> Sam's pal That's pretty Gogsy and Gogsy Getting it on the same podcast Something Something beautiful about that But anyway Thanks for listening Buy your craft beer From Paisley Craft Beer On 25 Lawn Street We've got a website it's in our Twitter bio and our Facebook bio and our Instagram bio and whatever else. And you can sign up to our Patreon and hear really exciting stuff. Last week, we dismantled the five-kit shortlist for the this Miser Designer Kit competition. We also put forward some additional options, which shout out here, actually, for Jordan Byrne off the, oh, yeah, off the Discord for a stunning... Unreal. For both stunning, he answered the direct call to make a car park in the sky dogging special, which he did and was absolutely glorious. They followed that up with a version of Spurs' <laughs> away kit from last season, the season before. Like in a galactic type uh, type number, which if you had, didn't see his post on Twitter, go back and, and dig it out. It's a genuinely stunning effort. And we'll be making a lot more noise about trying to do something like that next season, I think, um, and try and put something together. So you, you can hear that kind of stuff on the Patreon this week. We are about to record a mailbag episode. We've had some questions sent in. Some of them are about Superman. Some of them get to the core of who we are as human beings. But all of them are worth answering, and we will. So it's going to get you that and everything that went before it. Don't forget, we're also sponsoring several goals this season. Several season tickets. We're hopefully getting bought when the, right. the goals start flying in. No, you said season tickets. Okay, I just want to clarify something very quickly. Oh, fuck. It's not a season not ticket. It is not a season ticket. might be putting <laughs> <on> season <laughs> Someone's earning. <laughs> we, uh, but you're right, I should have mentioned that. Um, we have committed between us, although I say between us, using the Patreon money that people pay to listen to stuff like the podcast we just mentioned, we'll be putting a help a buddy tick in every time that uh, Mikhail Mandron uh, yep. Mark O'Hara or Ryan Strain score this season and actually I also said to Gordon Lacombe that if uh, Zach Hammond scores this season we'll put 10 tickets in I'll put 10 well. tickets in if Zach Hammond scores I'll put a season ticket in if he scores <laughs> so there's the gauntlet laid down we've started that a wee thread and pinned it on our Twitter we'll, um, we'll keep on top of it if you don't hear us mentioning it after someone scored then remind us of it and we'll make sure that we do it but we'll keep a we'll keep a, a wee running total and hopefully hopefully we're we're having to reach in our pockets and stick a ton in um, because all three of those guys or four are running rampant and I can definitely see it happen so we'll, uh, we'll keep you updated on what that is and we'll 
we'll post the proof that we've done it as well so that you know that we're not all talking, we're not actually all just sticking it behind the till. It pays the cast beer and get the Yeah. Um but there we are. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at Chabacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.